child is this. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. I want to talk this Christmas Eve to you from the subject. We need Christmas. We need Christmas. There's a song that says, if we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. I think we could probably say the same thing about Christmas. We, we need Christmas right now. After the year that we've been through, the trouble that we've seen, the hurt that we've endured, the deaths that we've witnessed, the social unrest, the unending political saga. I mean, we, we need Christmas. Birthdays have been limited to neighborhood drive-bys, worship. Worship has gone from our buildings into our bedrooms. We've, we've used our parking lot for everything from produce drop-offs and drive-through testing to communion pickups and Wi-Fi hotspots. We, we need Christmas. We've seen nationwide protests while dealing with our own record-setting citywide homicide rate. You know, we need the hope that Christmas brings the joy that Christmas ignites. We need the peace that Christmas provides. We need Christmas not, not because of the presents, not because of the decorations, not because it provides a needed distraction from the ongoing drama of a year like none other, but we need Christmas this year the same reason that we've always needed Christmas. And the very reason why Christmas was needed when Christ was born over 2,000 years ago because of the crises that existed. You see, God gave us Christmas because of the crisis of the human condition, because of the crisis of separation between God and man. God gave us Christmas because of the crisis of sin and its implications upon the souls of mankind. God gave to us Christmas because of the crisis in man's relationship with one another. He gave us Christmas. You know, and usually the church finds herself in the position of having to fight for time and space in the minds of its members to keep Jesus as the reason for the season and to keep Christ at the center of Christmas. But, but perhaps if 2020 has done anything, it's helped believers to remember what's really important and essential to our faith. The crises of this year have caused us to call on and lean on and look to he who is the author and the finisher of our faith, and he who is the central figure of not only this season, but of civilization itself, Jesus, our Christ. And if we ever needed Jesus and Christmas before, we need them both right now. When the angels visited the shepherds that night while they were watching their sheep, that angelic announcement was, the answer to the needs of humanity. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. In this announcement, the angels invited the shepherds as all of humanity is invited to make Christmas personal. Listen to it. For unto you is born this day. Unto you is born this day. The angels declare that the birth of Christ is given to them, the shepherds, at Christmas, but it's also given to us. 
Christmas then was not something reserved for the aristocrats. It was not something set aside for the elite or uh, something to be enjoyed only by the powerful and the rich and the famous. But when the angels bring the announcement to the shepherds and declare for unto you, that makes Christmas a reality for everybody. No matter your standing in life, God gave Christmas to all of us. For unto you is born this day, you who are weary, you who are lonely, you who are desperate. For unto you, you who are worried, you who are fearful, you who doubt, you who don't believe. For unto you, you who have issues with faith, you who are depressed, you who are weak, you who are tired. For unto you, you who are sick, you who are grieving, you who on this Christmas, you're crying. For unto you, God has given you Christmas in the midst of your crisis. And honestly, this is what, this is what encourages me this Christmas Eve, that God responds to our crises with Christmas. Think about it for a moment. Christmas came to be in the midst of a crisis and of crises. Mary and Joseph are on their way to Bethlehem as a result of a taxation policy by an occupying force. This wasn't a vacation. That was a national crisis. When they got there, there was no room in the inn. That, that wasn't an in inconvenience. That was a housing crisis. Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. That wasn't cute and rustic. That was an economic crisis. When Herod hears about this newborn king, he orders the Jewish male babies to be killed. That was a genocidal crisis. In the midst of all of that, God gives to us Christmas. The birth of his son, Jesus Christ. He was God's answer to man's crisis then. And he is our answer to our crises now. For unto us a child is born, Isaiah says. Unto us a son is given. Luke echoes those very words. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. My prayer for you this Christmas Eve is that you would let Christ be the answer in all of your crises. Whatever life brings to you today, tomorrow, or next year, let Christ be the answer of your crises. When God considered all the many things that he could have given to you at Christmas, all of the ways that he could have blessed you, God determined that the greatest need that you and I had was not a knowledgeable contractor, but a wonderful counselor, not a gifted mayor, but a mighty God, not an elected official, but an everlasting father, not a president, not even a preacher, but a prince of peace. Yeah, this year has been full of crises. One thing after another, we've lost loved ones. We've gone from lockdowns and shutdowns. We've been on the edge at times, feeling like our nation was on the brink of social collapse, but but just as Jesus Christ was God's answer to man's crisis then, he is the answer to our crises today. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ 
the Lord. God sent his son at Christmas to save us from our sins and even from ourselves. He is the Christ in our crises, and he is the Christ of Christmas. See your light in this darkest of nights. The Bethlehem night held many questions and many prayers. The last guest had arrived for the night, but a servant at the inn was still awake and at work. She was an orphan. Her parents had been killed by the Romans when she was still young. Miriam, Miriam had taken her in, virtually raising her as her own. Hannah had always labored faithfully, but without joy. Until tonight. Tonight she seemed overwhelmed by an unusual excitement. girl I'm here I can't believe you're still up Hannah I just closed the inn what's happening we have a terrible situation at hand the inn is full mm -hmm. and there's this couple this kind man from Nazareth him and his wife so young in such pain pain what do you mean yes pain she's expecting she's going to have a child a child yes yes mistress Perhaps tonight. Oh, mistress, you can't turn them away. There's nothing more important than the miracle of new life. Well, don't you worry. We'll take care of them. Sarah? Sarah? Where are you? I'm here, mother. Sarah, help her gather some provisions and some blankets and uh, some swaddling cloths. I put them in the, large, in the large box over by the window. I have everything in there from when you and Eric went. Good girl. Now, Hannah, everything will be all right. We know how to take care of the young family. I'll return in a moment. Sarah, quickly, help me fold these cloths. Sarah, Hannah? Yes, Sarah? Are you scared? Scared? No. I just know how hard life can be for young families, that's all. But there's going to be a baby born tonight. I thought it would make you I'm sure it will. It's just nice like this. I miss my own family. I know. But Mother always says, the guy let you to it. No, the Bethlehem Road led me to you. 
and I'm glad of it. But God, I think he abandoned me a long time ago. What more can happen tonight? This dear sweet Okay. I put them in the stable. The stable? Yes, the stable. It has a roof, and it is dry, and the straw will provide some warmth and comfort when the time comes, which may be any minute now. Sarah, bring the rest of the blankets for me, please. Good girl. Now, Hannah, don't you worry. I need you to take care of the inn as I go out. And don't look so sad, dear. I will take care of his family, but I must hurry. Hannah, a baby is coming tonight. Yes, a baby is coming tonight. Yeah, is here. I know. He hasn't left us. Then why can't I hear his voice anymore? Um, well, maybe he's like for you to talk to him first. Hannah! Sarah! Come in, mother! I need you. Come on, now!
sent from God for every man. His love is all I see. His love is all I see. Hope was born in
Jesus came to earth. He was persecuted, bled and died, all for you and me. Isaiah 64th chapter, 6th verse states that we are all like one who has become unclean. All of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. Filthy rags, you and me. Filthy rags, all of our righteous acts amount to nothing more than filthy rags. But thank God for a savior who thought we were worth saving who despite our worth cleaned us and filled us with his spirit. From filthy rags to inheritors of salvation, joint heirs with Christ, praise be to God. What a glorious testimony to share with the world.
the declaration that dark yet starry night. Peace on earth. And a right declaration that was, for the Prince of Peace had made it to his arrival. Therefore, it was literally peace on earth. The Prince of Peace found a world of powers, systems, and traditions that oppressed people because of their race, judged people because of their past, and shunned people because of their status. Yes, the Prince of Peace had come and the embodiment of peace had made its arrival, but the reality of peace, that's our work. That's our work to accomplish. Remember, Jesus declares, blessed are the peacemakers, which suggests that peace is not the result of wishful thinking or hopeful aspirations, but peace Peace is the product of intentional actions, and it starts with purposeful gestures of Christian love. Peace starts when 
When you give up your right to be right, peace, peace starts when you simply put your neighbor's needs above your own. Peace begins when you dare to let someone into the traffic Christmas rush. Amen lights. Peace can happen, but we must be willing participants. Peace can happen, but we must be encouragers of it. Peace can happen, but we must be instigators and implementers of it. We must surrender ourselves to its reality and submit ourselves to a conscious awareness of our role and our responsibility in the process of making peace. So, let peace begin with me. Me and my relationships. Me and my family. Me and my neighborhood. Let peace begin with me. Me and my colleagues. Me and my community. Me and my church. Let peace begin with me. And let peace be on earth. From Ellis Avenue to County Line Road. Let there be peace on earth. From Biloxi to Batesville, from Mississippi to Minnesota, let there be peace on earth. From America to Argentina, from South America to South Africa, from Texas to Thailand, from every hill and mole hill and every valley in between, let there be peace on earth.